This is the Baltimore Annapolis Psychotherapy Podcast. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's Laura Reagan, LCSWC, with today's episode. Welcome to the Baltimore Annapolis Psychotherapy Podcast. I'm Laura Reagan, LCSWC, and my guest today on the podcast is Tiffany Goyer of Los Angeles, California. Very excited to have Tiffany here. She is a marriage and family therapist, life coach, practitioner of neuroemotional technique, also called NET, and a studier of Kundalini and Hatha Yoga who brings together a wealth of healing modalities in her work to synchronize mind, body, and spirit. Tiffany works with overgiving women around the world to replace their self-limiting fears with vibrant, flourishing, healthy confidence. Because when you feel irresistible to yourself, anything is possible. That is sure true. Um, Tiffany founded the Women's Find Your Flourish Retreats, because true transformation happens when we tap into the reservoir of truth that is the authentic self. In September, Tiffany is journeying with a group of women for her retreat in the south of France. And I was very excited that she agreed to be interviewed here on the podcast because I think the things that Tiffany is doing in her practice are fascinating and wanted to learn more. I thought that my audience would enjoy hearing about it too particularly the retreat, so um, the big retreat in September. So thank you, Tiffany, for being here today. Thank you, Laura. I'm really excited to be part of your podcast, and I appreciate your interest in what I'm doing. Thanks. So um, to start off, can you tell us more about your background as a marriage and family therapist? Yes. Um, well, I um, started my practice up 13 years ago now. Um, and I see couples, um, as well as individuals in my practice. Um, and over the years, my practice has shifted a little bit to incorporate a little bit more of a holistic and integrative, um, type of modality. So meaning basically that I help my clients integrate changes on both a level of cognitive. So the mind and somatic, meaning the body levels, so that they can move towards a more wholly satisfying life. And what I've seen over the years is that um, true transformation really happens when we integrate healing between the body, mind, and spirit levels, and when we're really looking at all three of those levels in terms of what works for us. And um, so I've decided to integrate some um, different sorts of practices uh, other than just talk therapy to help people really make the changes that they're looking for so that they can have these meaningful relationships with first themselves, um, with others and also in their work life. I love that. So, and that's, um, very much similar to the way I practice. Although I don't do yoga with my clients, I wish I could. And I would love to hear more about how do you use Kundalini and Hatha yoga in your practice? Um, well, you know, thank you. And I want to say, I know that we, we have similar interests in mind. So I just love talking to like-minded people who are, um, 
you know, interested in kind of looking at the mind body connection and um, more of our kind of a soul self and what that sort of means. So it, it's great to have another therapist to connect with who um, is interested on that, uh, that level of healing. But um, how I use the yoga um, in my practice is mainly what I do in the, in the therapy room is um, I help people with anxiety um, learn how to breathe and there's lots of different in yoga we call it pranayam um, breath work that um, can help with different things so if someone is feeling really anxious there's breath work that helps to really calm them um, if someone's feeling depressed and has kind of low energy or low mood there's energy that can help kind of revitalize them and help energize them and so I kind of look at what is going on with the client and then we will do a particular kind of breath work in the session that will help them that they can use outside of the therapy room and kind of call upon as they need it um, in their daily life so um, I will actually teach them that breath work in, in the office, um, and they can use it outside of the office as well. And um, so the breath work is, is one main component that I use of, with the yoga. Um, also, what we talk about a lot is meditation. And you know, meditation can simply be the breath work. Um, sitting down maybe in the morning or in the evening before they go to sleep or when they wake up and doing even just three minutes of um, breath work a day um, can really be helpful and useful to them and then they can kind of call upon that if they need it throughout the day if they're feeling stressed or whatever's going on for them um, and so the meditation can be breath work the meditation can also be more of um a guided meditation that they do um, where there's certain types of, of meditations in kundalini yoga for instance i'm um, right now leading uh the last uh retreat that i had i had a day retreat just a few weeks ago and we're all doing a 40-day meditation together and this meditation is specifically called beaming and creating your future and so in this particular meditation um what we do is there's three parts the first part is, is simply breath work. The second part is um, thinking about anything that's distressing in your life and bringing it to a point of zero. And then the third part is imagining one word um, or one situation that you would like to kind of cultivate and see for your future or for that day, just that day even, um, in your life and meditating on that. So there's lots of different meditations to choose from. Um, that's just one example. Um, there's also something very simplistic when someone is first starting out learning how to meditate because a lot of people say, well, I don't know, what, what is this like? And so we'll talk about it um, in the office about like what will work for them and, and we'll find something that's appropriate and tailored towards each client that I'm working with. Um, but even simply just starting, if someone has never meditated before, starting with um, lighting a candle and looking at that flame and meditating on just um, their own breath and, and focusing their mind on that one point, that flame, can be really helpful. So just kind of slowing down um, 
you know, uh, their minds and connecting, reconnecting with themselves in that way can be really, really powerful. So I know this is a long answer to your question, but usually what I use in the therapy office is the meditation and the breath work. Now, sometimes um, we will actually get up and do a little bit of movement. Um, Mm -hmm. There is one particular uh, breath work that I really love, which is called Breath of Joy, which actually incorporates um, your body and some movement. It's very simple. It's kind of like you're um, orchestrating, conducting, conducting an orchestra, and you use that movement with your arms and some breath work and um, and a little bit of uh, chanting or um, chanting is a strong word. Sometimes people don't understand, but just even like as you release that energy, it's just coming down and saying "ha" and letting that out, and um, and just kind of moving the body and getting the stagnant energy that sometimes we have in our bodies. Um, just moving that out. So something like the the breath of joy really helps. Um, them to do that and so there's little um, movements that we can do in the um, therapy office that can really help them that they can also use during the day and call upon if they're feeling stressed so um, those are the main ways that I help them in the therapy office that's wonderful I I so appreciate that you shared some specific examples because I think as therapists we often will tell our clients you know yoga could be helpful or do you meditate but um, we're not always comfortable showing them how, and then, you know, the client doesn't implement it and it's like, why aren't they doing what I suggested? But if they don't know how and you show them, I think that's such a trust thing to do something, asking a client, can you try something a little bit different? You know, are you willing to give this a try with me? And I think it builds such a great connection when, you know, we as therapists are willing to try different things that we know will be helpful and demonstrate them so that clients can understand how to do them and do them on their own later. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's really helpful as well because then they have um, an experience of it and talking about something and then actually experiencing something are two different things. So, um, that's that's really why I bring it into the office in the in the way that I do. I, I used to, um, you know, do what you're saying is just kind of suggest, well, yoga would be really helpful for you. And, you know, here's all sorts of research as to why it is helpful. And you can check out this book and right. this study and, and this and that. And, um, and then it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other because they haven't had that actual experience of it. But when they actually do have the experience of it, you know, they kind of light up and, and they, they realize, oh, wow, this actually does really help. And I can use these things um, when I'm not in the office, which I think is so helpful so that clients don't feel as if they have to, you know, um, have us there to right. facilitate their healing, that they can actually be empowered by some of these tools and, and use these on their own outside um, and feel like they can help um, and really heal themselves and kind of take that ownership back. Yes, instead of that idea that the only time I can feel this healing is during my therapy sessions and when I'm not there, 
I don't have access to that. And, you know, the mm -hmm. idea that we can use our own bodies to calm our nervous system is how empowering is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really exciting. Um, I just, uh, had a client yesterday who, um, is partaking in this 40 day meditation and, um, it was really, it was really inspiring to see how empowered she felt and all sorts of new ideas that came to mind for her that she hadn't even really imagined for herself um, with this meditation about kind of envisioning and dreaming about your future and things that we really couldn't have gotten to as easily or accessed within her as easily um, rather than if she hadn't been doing that meditation on her own and kind of in that really calm space of, of allowing herself to dream about her future. So that's it's, beautiful. Yeah. It's really, it's really amazing to see these changes and, and how people feel about themselves when they're able to incorporate these things on their own. Therapists, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used Therapy Notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. Another thing is that someone may have a meditation practice and the things they um, notice and the, the shifts that occur, they may come to their next therapy session and say, this happened when I was meditating. It was so powerful. And it, that can be a really great moment. But I think when you're creating that safe space to have a place to discuss these things, it makes it different, you know, in terms of your 40 day meditation group, because, you know, when you are meditating, if I am meditating, it's not like I go talking with my friends later. Oh, wow, today when I was meditating, this happened. Um, I might share it with the people that I am the closest with if it's something really significant and relevant that they would be interested in. But, you know, it's it's pretty personal. So I think mm -hmm. creating that safe space to and container where it's that's the purpose of it is that everyone's doing this and people can go, wow, this happened. And and other people mm -hmm. are interested and care about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, exactly. And, um, and it's interesting because, you know, if we get into a meditation practice or, or trying that, or we're new at it, a lot of times people, you know, think, Oh, I'm not doing this right. Or mm -hmm. it's supposed to be this way, or I'm not supposed to be having any thoughts at all, right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's just so not true. I mean, even if you are an advanced um, you know, a person who's been meditating for years, 
your your mind might be all over the place one day and then the next day it might be really calm and and so having a place to kind of um, share that with someone that you trust and um, get feedback from them and explore and um, you know kind of grow with the the experiences that you are having in your practice I think can be really useful um, for clients um, and can help them kind of get on a path that feels right to them and help them explore some of the ideas or concepts that come up for them, whether it's um, successes that they're having in their meditation or barriers or obstacles that they're experiencing, but just having that open dialogue can be really helpful in um, helping them take care of themselves and get centered on a daily basis and bring that sort of awareness and, and that sort of cultivation of that relationship to themselves um, into their daily life that can be really profound and help them for years and years to come. Yes. Thank you for sharing about that. Um, when I think about people doing yoga therapy or um, yoga in the therapy session, in my mind, I just picture my office space, which isn't huge. And, you know, trying to do yoga on the floor in that space you know that's what comes to mind it's like oh that wouldn't work but um mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I understand now that it's not really I mean I guess it could be that but it's not really like you're in a yoga studio doing a series of postures you're more using the breath and meditation and other concepts of yoga and some movement but not you know doing not a, a whole series mm -hmm. of salutations or something like yeah. that yeah, no. It, yeah. And, and I think that that's one of the things that can be challenging. Um, when we think about yoga therapy and what that is, um, it might look like what a yoga teacher would be doing mm -hmm. with their one-on-one um, -on -one clients. And it doesn't necessarily look like that in um, the therapy office. So it's, I think, good for therapists to know that they can take some of the concepts um, from yoga and from mindfulness and, um, and use that in their office in a way that's accessible and that works. Yeah. And it's also good for potential clients to understand that they don't have to be, you know, a yogi to be able to benefit from yoga in a therapy session because other clients, you know, if someone is maybe doesn't have a regular practice of exercise and they don't feel good about their body. And I mentioned yoga, they're typically like, I can't do that. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not in shape and, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And to know that, um, you know, you, you don't even have to have taken a yoga class in order to benefit from some of these things and for it to work from you. So kind of taking the scariness, you know, maybe out of, or the apprehensive, out of um, of what that means so yeah well thank you yeah. thanks for demystifying <laughs> you're welcome I'm glad to be of service yeah I wanted to ask you also um, about neuro emotional technique because I am not familiar with that can you share a little bit about what that is yes um so neuroemotional technique, or NET, is a mind-body stress reduction technique um, that accesses the subconscious part of, 
of the brain. So, you know, we have the neocortex, which is the thinking part of the brain. And then we have that mammalian part of the brain, which is the feeling brain. Um, and it's mostly um, subconscious. And then we have that reptilian part of the brain, which is um, completely unconscious. And that's our, our um, survival instincts and our fight or flight response and our heartbeat and that sort of thing. And in talk therapy, usually we're using our neocortex, you know, our thinking part of the brain um, to talk about the things that are going on in our lives or to try to find solutions with them. And how NET works is it, it um, accesses that uh, subconscious part of the brain, that feeling brain, um, and helps us do the emotional healing work from there. So, um, you know, we can surmise in therapy and, and talking about things all we want to about why we think there someone is experiencing a block or having a really difficult time with the situation. But with NET, there's actually 15 steps that we go through, mm-hmm. um, which include actual muscle testing and, um, certain acupressure points and meridian points that are all related to different feelings and different organs in our body where emotion can be stored. And once we identify where that is in the body, then we can actually hold the points, the emotional points and do the releasing of the emotion on a physiological level. So um, it kind of takes the guesswork out of why clients are stuck in a particular place and we kind of get right to the core of what the issue is. And sometimes it's it's not even related to something we could have potentially thought it was related to. It might be related to something that, you know, your second grade teacher told you or scolded you about or made you feel like you weren't smart or um, not good enough in some sort of way. And what happens is that that mammalian part of our brain, that feeling part of our brain, um, it doesn't have... It doesn't know that there is a today, tomorrow, or a yesterday. Everything that ever was simply is in that part of our brain. Mm. So what happens is when we, we're going through life and we you know, uh, have a new situation that arises, let's say we want to, to um, you know, have our own business in life, um, that might actually be bringing up some conditioned response that we had before. And because the mammalian part of the brain, that subconscious part, that feeling brain, doesn't kind of discriminate like, oh, that happened years ago. That has nothing to do with today. It brings up that physiological response um, to that previous situation. And so sometimes it causes us to get blocked. And it's almost like our, you know, our neural pathways are, are kind of crossed or stuck in that one area. And so what the um, NET does is release the physiological physiological um, uh, effect of that emotion so that the neural pathways can be opened up. So often what happens is, um, you know, people will say if we're doing something, let's say we're doing NET and them starting being congruent or okay with their goals in regards to whatever it is, maybe starting their own business or, you know, letting go of fear and anxiety or, or whatever it happens to be. Um, we do NET on it to get them kind of okay with what is and okay with what they want the future to look like for themselves or okay with the past experience that they've had. And then they come back the next week and they say, Oh, you know, I had all these different ideas about what I could do. And, you know, I had never even thought about the possibility of doing that until, you know, we did the emotional clearing work with the NET. Um, they also report feeling um, like a weight has been lifted and lighter about certain situations. So even if we've been talking about things 
um, and processing things in talk therapy um, for quite a while. Uh, and they have a lot of insight around that. The NET just kind of allows them to say, hmm, you know, that doesn't feel like it's so bothersome anymore. Even though I have insight and understanding around it, it was still bothersome to them. But once we do the NET work, they just feel a lightness around a lot of the issues that we've been talking about and dealing with. So it's really, really powerful. Um, yeah, it sounds really amazing. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about it for hours, so I won't go <laughs> too much more into it. But um, and it, and I can get really technical about how it works, and so I won't do that. But more than I have already done. But um, it's it's really incredible work, and um, and I would encourage anyone to to just check it out and see what it's about, and give it a try, and see how it feels to them, because it is different. So um, I always tell people. Um, whether it's clients or therapists or whoever else, give it, um, you know, at least three sessions to see how it feels. Because um, I know for myself, when I thought about muscle testing and acupressure points, I thought, what, what is this? You know, this yeah. is, this isn't something that, um, you know, I'm used to. And it was very outside of the, the box of what I was used to seeing work sort of like along the lines of EMDR mm-hmm. and EFT Um and, um, but it's, it's really, really powerful. And so, um, so that really helps clients move through blocks a lot more quickly than, um, just sometimes what talk therapy can do. So it's really exciting to have that as an adjunct to, um, you know, therapy clients and also coaching clients. I don't know if you would know off the top of your head, but is there a website where people can get more information about NET? Yes. Um, you can check out my website just for a little blurb on it. And then I have some information um, on a couple of my blogs about NET. And that's um, you can check it out at www.findyourflourish.com. Okay. And then the NET website will go into a little bit more um explanation of how it works and there's several different principles that contribute to um how it works um and that is uh net mind body okay.com great and i'll put these links in the notes of today's show um thank you for sharing that and you mentioned your coaching so i did want to switch gears a little bit and talk about um Find Your Flourish. So can you tell me more about Find Your Flourish? What is it? What do you do? <laughs> How does it yes, work? Yes, I, w- I would love to. I get really excited about this topic. Um, so Find Your Flourish, I, I like to call it the Find Your Flourish movement, really. I mean, um, I do programs and retreats along um, these lines, but what it really is about is um, connecting, again, to your authentic core. Um, so not your personality self or your persona self, but cultivating that relationship to, um, that authentic true self. So, you know, if you will, your soul self, Mm. um, and really accepting yourself, um, where you were at, um, you know, cultivating that, that love for yourself, um, reminding yourself that you are worthy um, of living a fully expressed life and having meaningful relationships with yourselves and others, of experiencing joy, confidence, 
you know, radiance, juiciness, and, and love and abundance in your life. And um, what I found over the years in working with um, uh, my clients was that they, they were, you know, not feeling um, good about themselves in one way or another. Um, and they were looking for their own self-worth outside of themselves. Mm. And what I, what I kind of recognize as the remedy for that is really that connection with that true self again. And coming from a space of, of love for yourself and appreciation from yourself and defining your own worth for yourself and really kind of taking back um, that, that power. And I think, you know, I look at little kids and the way that they are in their lives and yeah. you see, yeah, before they are really socialized, they, they're really in touch with that true self. And, you know, as we, as we grow and, um, we deal with the stresses of our lives or our past experiences or, you know, our present experiences, um, you know, we kind of lose touch sometimes with that. So the Find Your Flourish movement is all about getting back in touch with that authentic self and really feeling empowered um, and getting to a place where you feel almost irresistible to yourself. Um, Because I believe that when you feel that way, that anything is possible in your life. So, um, so the Find Your Flourish movement is really about getting back to that relationship with yourself. And then from that place, dreaming about um, what your true you know, purpose is in life, what your true um, desires are for yourself. And I think a lot of times in my work with overgiving and overachieving women um, and men and couples – you know, we, we lose touch with that. Um, yeah. And we think that it's not okay to have, you know, dreams and desires or to have any needs. Um, and, of course, we all have needs as human beings. And just um, getting to a space where it's okay to have needs, it's okay to have desires, it's okay to have dreams, and to want to have a fulfilling, meaningful, um, beautiful life. And, you know, we kind of sometimes steer off the path of the life that we really want to live because we're not in touch with that authentic self. So I look at that cultivation of that relationship with the authentic self as sort of our compass in life that will not steer us wrong if we are in touch with that. And we might get off base a little bit, um, but if we have that relationship to that authentic core, it's, it's really hard to get off track. And so you don't wake up one day and just say, oh, you know, I don't understand why I'm here or why I'm in this relationship or why I'm in this job. I'm, I'm not, you know, feeling fulfilled. It's, it's a way to kind of help us um, stay connected to that core so that we can be um, living our life to the fullest and being as happy as we, we possibly can be and having that meaningful connection with ourselves and others. When you have that connection, you, it's like the joy that you can feel. It's so, there's not all this stuff clouding it. It's just clear, you know. Well, I like how you said it's a, a compass because it guides you to living your life in a way that is fulfilling for yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, yeah, thank um, you. And, you know, what I didn't mention about it is, again, with um, the Find Your Flourish 
retreats and programs, we're really looking at um, mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. So we're doing some some yoga. We're doing some meditation, breath work, um, doing some NET to remove the blocks, um, and really focusing on like what are the goals and what are the dreams that you have for yourself, and how can we get you kind of congruent with those and let go of all the fear and anxiety that you have around you know showing up in your life in this big and bright way rather than kind of hiding and um and kind of downplaying your special gifts that you have so um it can be really powerful to do to do work um on that level and so more than just talking about things we're having an experience of them um with the find your flourish retreats and programs it's experiencing what it feels like to let go of anxiety and fear um, in your body um, rather than, you know, cognitively. From a thinking place, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds wonderful. And I want to be sure that you tell us about your big retreat, which is coming up in September 2015. Yes, yeah, so I'm really excited about um, – about this retreat. So, you know, I feel that one of my missions in life is being committed to a world, you know, where women never forget that their dreams and goals and aspirations really, really matter. Mm -hmm. And taking the time to cultivate your life's purpose is important. So um, what I'm wanting to do with the retreats is to help people create a new perspective of themselves and their lives. Um, and the best way I know how to do that is to travel and kind of get out of your comfort zone and get away from all of the things that are your responsibilities in your everyday life or your ideas of of how you have to be because of the different roles that you have in life, like mother and your profession, um, wife, whatever it may be. Um, and we really get a chance to kind of slow down and reconnect with that authentic self and dream and build in a group of like-minded women. And I, I think a big piece of um, the retreats too is that community building um, and taking time to really nourish your soul. And, um, you know, for me, I think I've seen that travel helps people to kind of fall in love with their life again you know, appreciate who they really are away from that daily routine um, and just take a step back and, and perhaps even reinvent part of themselves, longing for change and growth um, and get inspired to create. And of course, in, within this is self-care, time for exploring and relaxing and relishing in nature, new cultures. Um, and so the retreat is going to be a week. Um, we're going to be in the south of France. I mm. I personally love the south of France. I think that it's um, it's just an enlivening experience for all of the senses. And you can't help but sort of be when you're in the south of France rather than do. So that was one of my intentions for, for picking um, this location for the retreat. So we're going to be together for six um, nights and we have a private villa in the south of France in Nice, which is very close to a lot of different um, other kind of famous cities like Antibes, <clears throat> um, Monaco, and Saint Paul de Vence, and um, Cannes. And we're just going to um, 
explore. And I asked the women who are coming to keep in mind one dream, one goal, one desire that they want to start to manifest um, a while on the retreat and then when they come home. And we'll be doing some of that NET work to release the blocks around that and to get them congruent with their bigger dreams and desires and goals. And in the mornings, um, we'll be greeting the day with yoga and meditation. And we'll also be closing with um, meditation in the evenings and doing a little bit of group work together, um, which is always helpful because a lot of us go through life thinking that um, we're the only ones experiencing what we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when we get in a group, we realize and we start talking about some of these issues, we realize that we're all really very, very similar and very connected and going through a lot of the same similar things. And so the women themselves can be a huge support to each other um, during this process, which is really, really nice. So, and then we have three excursions planned to some of these really amazing different locations. So um, I think it's going to be really transformative and the women who are coming are really excited and inspired about, um, you know, what it is that they have in mind for themselves as their goal and really coming home and using the things that they learn on the retreat um, to start to implement this new part of their lives. So, oh, it sounds incredible. I wish I yeah. were going. I, wish <laughs> I really going wish I were going. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have space for any more women to join this? I'm hoping that this um, podcast podcast will um, air before that date. So if there is any space, I would want people to know how to get in touch with you for that. Um, yeah, actually, um, there is space. I've got um, five more spaces left, and I do have um, – two spaces actually for um, speakers at the retreat as well. So whether you're interested in coming as a retreater or coming as a guest speaker, um, do let me know. Um, we can, you can contact me at the finderflourish.com. I also have a Finder Flourish women's group Facebook page that people can use to connect in right away for tips on how to turn their kind of inner warrior into their inner warrior. Um, and that's where we're doing 40 day meditation together, um, as a group. And so they can get kind of tips and inspiration right now. Um, so I'd be happy to speak with anyone who's interested in coming along on the retreat and giving them a little bit more information about, um, how to go about, um, signing up. Wonderful. Well, I think it's a a beautiful it sounds like it's going to be a beautiful, amazing experience, and I know you also offer shorter retreats in Los Angeles as well, but this one is very special, and I hope you'll offer it again after September. I hope it'll be a big success. Thank you. Yes, my plan is to do that, so um, I'd love to at least be able to do that um, once a year, and um, and at the same time, part of my own self-care, too, is going to be staying in France for... Um, at least a month and taking some time to kind of rejuvenate and replenish and recharge um, myself as well after the retreat. So I'm really looking forward to that and being able to kind of model that for, for other people. Yes. It's so necessary for us to take care of ourselves before we can take care of anyone as a client, mother, friend, partner. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And that just makes me think of one other thing too, which I feel is so important. And I think you will totally agree knowing the work 
that you're doing with, with people in your practice. Um, but is the idea that if we, we actually take care of our needs first and we put that as the priority, we can really show up in this new and bigger way for the people that we love in our lives and allowing that to be okay. Yeah. It can be so hard to put ourselves first and it's so necessary. Mm -hmm. Yes. And our relationships with other people really flourish when we're able to do that. And sometimes I feel that concept, um, especially for women can be very confusing because we're used to being the caretakers and the caregivers and, you know, sacrificing ourselves to put others ahead of us, but we really can show up in a bigger and better way for people that we love in our lives. If we are being mindful of our own self-care and our own needs. That's so true. Well, Tiffany, it's been a delight to have you on today. Thank you so much for taking the time to share about what you're doing. I think that people are going to find it really interesting. I certainly did. And um, I look forward to maybe next year coming along on one of your retreats since I can't do it this year. But I hope that some of our listeners will be inspired to check out your website. And I'll be sure, again, to put that in the show notes so that they know how to get in touch with you. Thank you, Laura. I would really, really love to have you be a part of the retreats as well. And the work that you're doing with your clients and is just really inspirational. And so I would love for you to be able to share what you're doing also with the women that I'm working with as well. Thank you. That's so kind. <laughs> All right. Thank you so, for having me. Oh, it was a pleasure. And that is the podcast for today. So be sure to check out the website for all the show notes. And until next time, this has been the Baltimore Annapolis Psychotherapy Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Baltimore Annapolis Psychotherapy Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more, visit Laura's website, www.lauraregan.lcswc.com.